Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It is me, Jasmine. I am here with my girls, Jasmine, with the E, and America. Hey, y'all. So, how are we doing, everyone, this week? What's been your highlight? What's been your challenge? It's been a week. Anyone want to go? I can go, because I feel go. like I've yeah, I'm like, I feel like I've been reflecting on it. Um, so I feel like my highlight and my challenge are one and the same. Mm. Um, I told America about this, but I tweeted on my Twitter, would y'all want to see a day in the life of a high school social worker for black kids? And everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I had a couple people that were like, oh, um, it would be unethical to show students, you know, and first and foremost, I would like to say, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my question did I say, would you like to see me meet with my black kids? That was never stated or implied. And so, yes, as a licensed therapist, I do know that I should not be showing the kids and I will not be showing the kids, period, point blank. So those people, I'm like, yes, I'm aware, you know, and then somebody took it to <laughs> themselves to just be, have an ugly spirit. This girl was upset. You hear me? Yeah. It was a very ugly spirit, you know, and what, one thing about me, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not an ugly spirited person in the past I was, but I am no longer there and nobody will take me back there. Period. And so she's looking for some argument, you know, the sarcasm was like just going over her head. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, you got this, you got it. Have the day you deserve. And so my my challenge is just wanting to produce content, you know, and people's negative shit coming back, which is to be expected because not everyone is the same kind of person as me, which they don't have to be. Mm -hmm. um, but people do make, con make content creation, like make you not want to do it. <laughs> So I just went private on Twitter because of the young lady who sp speaking the truth and lost her job because people are doxing, calling her job, saying all this stuff, saying she's unethical and discriminating and things like that. All because she said that niggas would have a better life if they went to therapy. Yeah. I um I just caught wind of that I've been kind of MIA from Twitter, um, especially black Twitter lately. And so catching the back end, I was trying to figure out like, wait, what was said? Because <laughs> what was so mental that it cost her her job and hopefully not her licensing. Absolutely not her license because she didn't break any ethical guidelines or codes. None of them. Even though, you know, the folks that is None mad are trying to say that she has but she right. absolutely has not at all and so that has been like a challenge for me because i've been 
you know, putting out a little more stuff about what I'm doing with my new job, you know, my tweets, I'm active on there. And so now it's like causing me to kind of take a step back because I'm like, y'all tripping, you know, what's supposed to be good and helpful for the community. Y'all don't want to hear the truth and are fucking with people's livelihood and I can't. Yeah. But my highlight is that when a raggedy girl came through my DMs <laughs> from who knows where, I didn't drag her like I could have because life is dragging her enough, honey. Clearly. <laughs> and so that growth for me, because literally in 2009, the first thing would have been bitch, da, 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 you know, and that was not even my thought at all. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope that, you know, she gets the help she needs. <laughs> I would like to say though, my response clearly shows that baby got some work to do because I said, who are the goofies? And my first one was, who the fuck are the goofies? And then I was like, oh, wait, let me take that back. Cause I'm already going to seem aggressive enough. Cause what the fuck is going on? What's the problem? Literally. So. I still and, and the thing is that people have commented that seeing my video has helped them decide on what they want to do, Aww. you know, for their lives and things like that. So I'm like, ciao. Get the hell on. I'm going to let you. Right. I'm going to let raggedy motherfuckers stay where they at. And I'm going to okay. stay where I'm at. Period. 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 <laughs> So what about y'all? How have y'all week been? Go ahead, America. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, my week has been good. I've had a pretty solid week. Um, still trying to navigate a lot of the changes that I am making both in business and outside of business, I guess, personally. Um, I would say the highlight, my highlight and my challenge go hand in hand, uh, just like yours, Jasmine. And that's just the fact that I think what I came to terms with this week is that it is okay that in this season, if my friendships don't look how they looked once upon a time and allowing myself to acknowledge that um, and also just be okay with it and start the grieving process, right? Like for the longest there were, certain relationships that change. I talked about that a little bit, maybe episode one or two, but just like seeing the support change and seeing the difference in how people engage. And so at this point, just letting it be, right? Like I don't need to uh, start engaging those relationships again. It's completely fine. I'm gonna leave you where you are. You can stay over there, especially when I realize the reason. Like I wanna re-engage and start this friendship over or reconnect just to say that I got friends no nah, I'm good right. so because, like because you know the friends that are there for you and you don't have to ask right for support right like I, I feel like quality is right quantity absolutely and spending more time paying attention to the people that do show up versus wondering why the ones who don't show up don't so that has been both a highlight and a challenge because I'm accepting the fact that I have to grieve that 
and allowing myself to grieve that and knowing that it's not okay right now. Like I'm 38 hot. I am. And I get to be 38 hot. And then as I maneuver through this new season, the same way I tell folks, like you got to let go so that you can bring in, same goes for me. So I have to let those things go so that I can bring in the friendships that I deserve and desire. Exactly. And you know how I feel about this. Cause I, know. I let, I let mm-hmm. that shit go. I, I just saw a tweet talking about like practice letting go. Mm-hmm. Let go of shit that doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. And watch the things that you do want yep. come into your life. Every single so I'm time. proud of you, girl. Thank it's you, girl. growing pains. It is. You yeah. come out on top. Period, because I do every single time. Okay, because I'm one of God's favorite. Okay, <laughs> getting into it. All right. <laughs> so. I like that. No, I agree 100% with that, America. Um, yeah, growing pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I would say a highlight is uh, just my, to be honest, my family just getting used to our new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, the past couple of weeks we've had, um, just new things, new celebratory things, uh, happen. And it's, you know, everyone always says after loss of, of a loved one, those first are tough. So that's been uh, a challenge for myself and my loved ones. Um, just the absence of my younger cousin, it's, it has a hole in our family. So we're just trying to cope, mm. uh, a highlight for me would be that I'm finding myself more naturally in the flow of what benefits me, mm. what make me happy. Mm. Uh, whereas not long ago, but I, I'm, I'm 30 now, so I can say, well, in my 20s, <laughs> hey. when different, uh, I would have, uh, let fears or you know my limitations of, of what I think I'm capable of what I should try for get in the way mm-hmm. and I'm finding myself kind of naturally just leaning into like you know what fuck it <laughs> this experience of life as a human like there's something beyond it there has to be you know so um it may seem a little morbid but to to know that I have uh someone I love so dearly on the other side when I get there it kind of takes that limitation off a little bit Mm. you know um if that makes sense um so yeah so that's just kind of like what I've been processing this week um I encourage everyone to uh seek Greek grief counseling um and if you have an employer, which is obviously a thing in America, this might be another topic, but if you have an employer in which you feel comfortable expressing that you need group counseling and weeks go by and services are not rendered uh, and you find yourself in meetings in which you're being referred to as family, uh, create space for yourself and uh, let people know what you need. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, hope I hold those in leadership accountable. If you're going to call me family in this meeting, then I'm going to you and expect that when I voice what I need, 
uh, that accommodations and, and at least pointing me in the right direction mm-hmm. as an accommodation would be met. So, yeah. Advocating for yourself. Period. That's right. Because if you don't tell people, they're not going to know. Right. right. And they damn sure not going to ask. Nope. <laughs> okay. No. no. Um, so, you know, I love to put the people on to the new stuff that I'm listening to. Still Beyonce, but I won't tell y'all. Um, <laughs> things that I am working out to, listening to, reading, all of that. And so... I just want to talk about my Nunu, which has been having a strict morning routine. If y'all see me on Instagram up at 4.55, taking my pre-workout, about to get on the bike, like that's, yeah, that is my routine. Like I get up, 4.50 alarm goes off. I'm like, just get up, you know, just get up. Don't, don't be sitting here trying to bargain with yourself. Get up, get up, got my workout in on the Peloton, either do the bike or the bike boot camp. have a shower without having a rush. Well, sometimes I am rushing because I like to like relax while I'm stretching. Um, but you know, generally and having my clothes ready, boom, bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. It makes my day feel go with ease and I don't have anything lingering over my head for when I get off of work mm-hmm. because chances are I have a private client whenever I get off work mm-hmm. and so I'm for damn sure not gonna feel like working out after all that right. and so I found for me having this set schedule where I start off with self-care moving my body you know that has been so helpful with this transition because now I'm not working from home anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm at the school. Mm-hmm. And so it's been it's been great. You know, I feel good. I feel positive. I feel like this is a great change. And so having that morning routine really plays a big role. So create a morning routine that works for you and, and see how your life transforms, friend. <laughs> As somebody who also gets up at four in the morning, um, I think it's important to tell people that like that shit ain't easy. And you said that with such a pep and it was real cute. And I was thinking that shit don't look like that for me. Cause baby, when that alarm go off, I'd be pissed off tight. But you know, of course the reframe is not, I have to, I get to, mm-hmm. right. And I'm doing this because if I don't do it now, I'm not going to have a chance to do it later. This is setting me up, but it's not easy. So not to step on your new new, but for people listening, if you're trying to start a morning routine, understand that it you might not feel like how Jasmine feels at first, and that's okay. You might be in it for a while, like me, and still say fuck this shit seventeen times as you roll out the bed, and that's okay too. It yeah. is, and just yeah. acknowledge where you are. Okay, you know? it's I just like- about taking the step. Yes. That's I feel what's important on three different ends of this spectrum because I am a snoozer. So all of our listeners out there who are snoozers, <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine's lifestyle is goals. There are times that I have been sitting at my desk because uh, I get at, get to work at eight and I see Jasmine that she's working out and I'm like, yo, it's like 5 a.m. Like what is happening? <laughs> so yeah. Shout out to you. Uh, yeah. 
but I think that um, that accountability. I mean, yeah, it's it's real easy just to be like, ooh, it's comfortable and warm right where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to you. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> that shit is hard. Shit. <laughs> it is. It is. And I used to be a snoozer, but then I was like, let me just get up. <laughs> I'll be like you. <laughs> Does anybody else have a new nerd to put the people on to? Well, since you talked about morning, I could talk about night and just like the importance of shutting down and disconnecting from the day. So I still am working from home. Y'all not going to catch me outside to probably 23 or 24 at this point. The way y'all keep playing, I won't be outside then either. But um, so what I have found to be really important is creating a separation between the end of the workday. So when I'm done seeing clients and then trying to transition into, okay, I'm now no longer with my therapist hat on and business owner, but now I'm a whole human who gets to just be, even though I really don't get to just be. But anyway, so creating a transition routine around the end of the workday. So doing brain dumping at the end, writing out the to-do list and the notes that kind of come to my mind for the things that I want to do. And then um, centering the nighttime part really around trying to wind down so that I can then get in the bed and my brain isn't so overactive because that's been new during the pandemic. Like my brain is on 50 all the time. Um, And so with that has also been incorporating a lot more bedtime meditation, nighttime meditation. Shout out to Peloton. Ross is the end all be all of meditation. Um, And so you put you put Mr. Sleep on and I don't care if it's 15 minutes after he says this is Ross with Peloton. You probably hear 10 more seconds and then it's a wrap. Um, And so that has been really helpful, too, to make sure that. The rest is there, but also just being able to disconnect. Yeah, mm. Definitely. I like that. Oh, for me, it's been really just getting better in tune with my body. Mm. Uh, I've done my research, done some reading, uh, and I carry a lot of trauma in my body. Mm-hmm. And so just moving again and uh, flexibility. Um, I've been doing reformer Pilates for a month now and um, seeing some difference more in just how um, my body is, is even like laying down when I go to sleep, mm. my up to my earlobes, mm. uh, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just kind of uh, just undoing the knots, both physically mm. and the work internally and everything. I'm in between having a therapist. So while it's important to note that a surgeon wouldn't perform surgery on themselves as mental health providers, we are professionals, however so. (laughs) Those of us in the field, we can't do it for ourselves, but in the meantime, um, using the skills that I know, to kind of keep me afloat for the time being. I'm making some changes professionally that um, 
I'm really excited about. I have some interviews coming up this week. And um, yeah, that I'm like looking forward to. Okay, interviews, increase, influx, abundance. Okay. <laughs> Sending all the vibes your way. Let it flow. Yeah. Yes, that's exciting. New shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes um well i wanted to have a like good little transition but i didn't think about it so fuck it we're talking about boundaries <laughs> it is what it is you know sometimes i really can come up with some stuff and i'm like dang that was smooth Today I didn't. I didn't have it in me, but I got some good shit about boundaries because I I am great with setting them with people, family. You know, once you set boundaries with family, it's like anybody can get these boundaries. All right. I found for me because that I feel has been the scariest part of like becoming an adult is like mm-hmm. setting boundaries with parents right because growing up like you have to listen to what your parents say yeah and so once you become an adult like it's a hard lesson to learn like how to navigate this because yes i am your child but i am not a child mm-hmm. and so i don't have to do everything that you want me to mm-hmm. and i don't have to live my life in a way that makes sense to you right yeah and that whew, as someone who was like a type a parent pleasing well not during middle school or high, elementary school we'll say but as someone who is like, you know, kind of doing what I have to do all the time, what they tell me, that first couple of times I had to set boundaries was scary. Scary. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. I tell my clients, you know, the more that you do it, the easier it gets. Just mm-hmm. like working out. Like, yes, it's hard when you first start. But the more you get consistent, the easier it gets generally, right? Um, And so how do you both describe boundaries to your clients? Like if clients were to ask, like, what are boundaries? When I define boundaries, I make a very uh, important distinction between um, emotional walls and lines in the sand. So to me, when we are setting boundaries, we are letting somebody know that this is what we need within a relationship, right? The line is important because you can see over it. If we can see over it, we can still make connections. We can have healthy relationships. If we build these walls, which is what I think we tend to do, we go from no boundaries to walls because fuck it, I'm going to teach people da da da. Um, And so showing that like you see over it and that boundaries are really about you you are letting the other person know what it is that you need in that relationship and how it looks for you. To your point about setting boundaries with family, I would argue the reason why we struggle with that is 
first of all, most Black families of color, we have a lot of enmeshment in our family systems, right? So like we all feel the same thing. We all do the same thing. We have the same experiences. And so when we get older and we try to create that separation, we start to feel bad for it because we see these boundaries as punishment, right? And like, you're not setting boundaries with people or you shouldn't be setting boundaries with people out of consequence and punishment. We should be setting boundaries so that we can bring people in so that we can have healthier relationships so that they know what our needs are. We know what their needs are and we can have a conversation about if those things can happen, if those needs can be met. I agree. I would, that was everything. I would simply piggyback off of that and define it as rules, limitations uh, that are set by someone to establish uh, how they protect their well-being. Mm -hmm. You know, these are, these are the parameters. These are the rules in order, like you said, to have a healthy relationship, um, I need this from you in order to best protect myself and to feel safe in this relationship. Right. Yeah. And I like to look at them as being like preventative, right? Yes. If mm-hmm. you go into a relationship and say like, hey, these are my expectations, can you meet them? Mm-hmm. then we're on the same page. Right. But it's when you go into relationships having expectations that are not verbalized mm-hmm. and then you're wondering why your needs aren't being met. Well, how how can people know what it is that you need if you're not expressing it? Yeah. And I know for me, ooh, it was hard, mm-hmm. right? Why can't you read my mind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I tell my, and they're not mind readers. Right. We really romanticize relationships, friendships, in some really weird kind of way. Like my people are just supposed to know what I need. Well, just because you walk around anticipating other people's needs, because you're working through some attachment wounds and you dealing with all of these things, doesn't mean that people around you are doing the same thing. And you are literally doing yourself a disservice anytime you do you do not define your boundaries. Because what's going to happen is you are going to be giving all of yourself to this person, to these people, and you're not going to be getting shit back. Right. And the next thing you know, you're going to be resentful. You're going to be angry. You burnt out. You hate the whole world. And then we go from not having boundaries to creating these walls because fuck everybody. Right. All because we weren't willing to have these difficult conversations and set these boundaries. Yeah, all of that. And the difficult conversations are there so that you can grow, right? Because if you avoid these difficult conversations, where is the growth? Right. Does everyone always have to agree with you? Can Mm -hmm. no one come up to you and say like, hey, when you did this, I felt this way. Mm -hmm. That is what needs to happen in relationships, right? friendships, romantic relationships, family. Mm-hmm. I, that is how the conversation I had with my mom went. When this happened, I felt this way. Mm-hmm. And, and it's unfortunate when people try to have that conversation and mm-hmm. the person is not there, right? Can't mm-hmm. have that conversation with you. Can't see 
that accountability piece. Mm -hmm. But if we keep it at a stack, I think that's where we get boundaries messed up sometimes too, because we believe that in order to set a boundary, the other person has to receive it and be okay with it. And they don't. They don't. So if I set a boundary and I say, all right, when we talking on the phone, if you bring up something that happened last year, I'm going to hang up. And they're like, okay. Oh, but you remember last year when you were, it is now my job to hang (laughs) up the phone because I set the boundary. I established the consequence. It's my job to maintain that. It's not their job. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to. They are going to. Most people aren't even used to boundaries in the first place. They don't even know what they mean. Hell, they don't have boundaries with themselves. You know they don't have with other people. Right. So it is our job to understand that like we set these boundaries for ourselves and we have to uphold them, not other people. Right. So if your mama don't agree with your boundary. That's that. She don't have to agree. She don't have to. That's okay. But that doesn't change the fact that this is my boundary. Period. My mama that you have as a parent when your kids are adults it's a privilege to have a relationship with them absolutely so keeping that in mind you know it, she also says an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure so if you are self-aware enough to set boundaries for yourselves in these very uh, intimate relationships with those around you then you you got to do so you got to name your limitations. You have to be consistent. You have to communicate clearly, and and have enough self awareness, self love, uh, whichever it may be, to hold that standard. You know, you can set a boundary, and then when it's tested, uh, because like you said, people aren't going to always agree with it and falter. That's just going to also lead you right back to resentment. Right. We're not trying to have people have resentment or have resentment against people. We're trying to protect ourselves and how yeah. we are navigating this world, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so boundaries go beyond just like relationships, right? You have to have boundaries at work, right? I'll say for me, when the pandemic started and we had to start working from home, a strict boundary I had was once that session, my last session is over, I'm not reading no emails. I'm not checking anything else. Like I am off the clock, period. (laughs) And that is like my job now. There was a crisis that happened that I was brought in on and I was very clear. I said, I would like to know what you are expecting because my contracted time to be done is 430. And so should this extend beyond that, who are you expecting to stay? Mm. Boundaries. Beautiful. Because I'm not about to stay. This is not Here. my case. Here. <laughs> and she, someone tried to call, well, can you stay? No, ma'am. I have to right. get back to my child. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think you make a good point there about the pandemic and boundaries in general, because the pandemic really made, well, boundaries even murkier, murkier, 
even more Murkier. difficult. Murkier, thank you. It's the it's the rubber band show. Um, that's what we're gonna say anyway. But it made it even more difficult because you literally are crammed into a space of you have work, probably school, personal, all of these things, and you're housed in one in one place at a time. And so it's really hard to say, okay, I'm gonna be done at five o'clock. Well, there's nothing going on. Right there, your baby's here, whoever is here, it'll be fine. And next thing you know, you work in the eight, nine, but then you pissed off because you look and realize ain't nobody else working but you. Because you haven't defined those boundaries that you need to have around work and your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even before um, the pen, oh, sorry, go ahead. You no, know, I was going to ask America to piggyback off of that. How much of that boundary setting is self-discipline what you said most of it is going to be internal regardless so like even with jasmine setting her boundary of i'm done at 4 30 be blessed that was her boundary so at 4 30 it was then her responsibility to of course let me let me say this for the licensure police to of course ensure right. that the student was safe and right. make sure that they were okay in that moment so she could take a step back okay but then <laughs> it's a wrap it's the end of the day but what we tend to do is, okay, it's 430. What, no, they really need us. They really need me here. Right. Or no, this really needs to get done. So, okay, I'm going to suck it up. And then it's 7, 8 o'clock and you mad at them. But you really have to take a step back and say, okay, who do I need to be mad at? Yourself. Because right. you set the boundary and you didn't maintain it. So actually, I tell you about 100% of it is <laughs> about yourself. All right. Right. Yeah. And... I think that, ooh, this one might like, ooh, fuck people up. But if you are unable to keep the boundaries that you make for yourself, saying like, oh, I'm going to work out this many days. I'm going to do this. Like, if you're unable to do that, Mm -hmm. then you're saying that your word doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And if you don't honor your word, how do you expect other people to honor it? Right. I don't don't think it's possible. yeah yeah and so look at your life and look at your boundaries Mm -hmm. and see what you need to kind of work on right Mm -hmm. because if you're always so tired because you're picking up all these extra shifts and you're doing all this for everyone else but you're not taking that step back and saying like should I be doing this how can I, how can I create a life that makes more sense to me? Mm-hmm. Because me extending myself for everyone else is not making sense to me. Right. Which, but- side note, I was on a ride with Alex Toussaint and he said, you have to sacrifice yourself for everyone and that's how Ugh. you live a longer life. Lies. I was ready to punch the screen. Lies. That's how you have an earlier death. Literally. Centering other people and ignoring your needs every single time. Right. But then you got to think too, like you have, and I love Alex, so, you know, ain't no shade Alex, but you have people who are motivational speakers or people who have these large platforms or even if you grew up in the church, you've been taught that like your role is to offer compassion to other people. You center the needs of other people. You do for people before you do for yourself. And then for Black women in particular, we take this and we like hold on to it. 
And this becomes our whole identity. Well, like I got to show up for people. No, it's okay. Like, I'll just do it. I don't want to disappoint anybody. Right. Um, I don't want to feel guilty for saying no. So no, okay, I'm just going to do it. And you do this so that you can keep peace within your relationship or peace because it's superficial as hell. Right. But then you internally are in chaos and turmoil because you are feeling resentment because you're doing all this shit you don't really want to do. Right. But you have people reinforcing this belief that that's how we're supposed to live. Take care of other people before you take care of yourself. Do for others. You want to feel even T-Pain in the AFO Ride Friday. He said it costs nothing to be nice to people or something. And then he was like, so go out and do whatever you can for other people. I ain't never pressed in so quick in my life because why would I do that? He said, go take, he said, go take everything you have and now give it to somebody. Why? Immediately now. That's crazy. I love you. I'm going to buy you a drink and then I'm going to exit out because what are we doing? Right. We have to stop this narrative that we are supposed to be sacrificial lambs and martyrs in relationships. And you wonder why black women are dying from heart attack and heart disease. We wonder why black women have the highest numbers of all of the things. It's not because black women are lazy, not because we have too much salt. It's not all of that. It's because of racism. Period. Okay. And it's because of misogyny, because that's the belief. My, I'm supposed to take care of everybody else and fuck me. Mm-mm. Right. No. Mm-mm. And my Dead. favorite thing about our generation is that we see that that's a bunch of bullshit. And so... It seems like we are trying to prioritize ourselves so that we can then, I said, it seems, and I, I'm going to walk it back and say for myself. <laughs> there you go. Cause I was going to say, baby, I'm like, I'm going to walk it all the way back and say, for me and myself, you know, I'm okay. prioritizing myself so that mm. I can be there for those that are equally there for me, period. Yeah. Cause if it's not mutual, I'm not there. Right. And just add, boundary. Right. Piggyback off of that. I'm just going to add two cents to it. One, put your mask on before somebody else's mask in the <laughs> event of an emergency. Oh, girl. I was like, yes, <laughs> put your mask on COVID. But also wear your mask, okay? Because we're still in a <laughs> pandemic. Also wear your mask. We're actively. I was trying to give yeah. the visual of like the, if the plane the is going. Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I you. And two, you can't pour into another cup you can't pour into someone else's life to be that blessing to be that positive energy if your cup isn't already full right right you know with the mask example i used that early on when i was seeing clients because that was like the easiest way i could think of how to explain why you needed to care for yourself and i will never forget one of my clients was like but that's different on an airplane if the plane is going down like that's emergent. That's life or death. Like I have to put my mask on first so I can save other people. And so I sat there for a while and I just looked at her and you could see it click, baby, this is life or death too. <laughs> like that's literally what this life or death. You are in a crisis right now because you were feeling burnt out and unseen and unheard and unappreciated. And you harboring all this guilt and frustration because you refuse to take care of yourself first. Because people think when they say, I'm gonna take care of myself, you saying fuck other people. No. But you not, you saying I'm gonna take care of me 
first or in addition to. Mm-hmm. You can show up for other people and do for yourself too. Right. It's yeah. not impossible. And that's that on that. Period. <laughs> that's that on that. I do want to add also that in session with your therapist, because of course, if you're listening to this, you should be seeking therapy, that practicing role-playing of what those boundaries, what that conversation would look like with the person or people in your life that you would like to, that's completely normal. You and your therapist should be on a level of rapport to which you could say, I feel blank when blank because blank and what I need from you is this mm-hmm. just that simple and you know and what I like to do is practice best case worst case because like you said people are going to accept it or they're not so if your therapist needs to you know play that role of that other person of, of what you fear or what is causing you anxiety of what their reaction may be then Let's do it. Best case, worst case scenario. That way you can walk out of the session and, and feel like, okay, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Because it's just that simple. They're either going to take it or they're not. But if they do take it, it will enrich the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that point about the shoulds, I think the hardest part there, though, is a lot of people don't feel safe. Like people are in relationship with people will lay down with men or women or whomever, lay down with other people. Will and I'm talking about romantic relationships right now. Engage in all of the things, do you name it, they gonna do it, but are don't feel safe enough to have conversations about boundaries. And mm-hmm. I think it also goes back to this myth that when you are setting boundaries and having these conversations, that it somehow makes you needy. Are you doing too much for telling people how you feel and what you need? So you mean to tell me you can have a whole baby with a whole other person. Carrie said baby for eight, nine months, have the baby, but then not feel comfortable enough to talk to your partner about what you need and what the new boundaries look like as y'all are now parents. That's doing too much. You birthed a whole human baby. If we take the baby out of it, you mean to tell me you can lay down with somebody, have sex with them unprotected, Mm. and you don't feel safe enough to tell them how you feel or establish what your boundaries are? Right. We got some work to do, y'all. That's why I made that face when you said we're getting better. I mean, I think we make it look good. For Instagram, it's real cute. The aesthetic is, (laughs) they know, bitch, but me, (laughs) net, net. But I can tell you for a fact, it ain't. Baby, you're right. It's not happening. It sounds good, but it's not consistent at all. No, you're right. I would would just like to walk that back. (laughs) (laughs) It was a heat of the moment take. Wishful, you know, um, but hopefully people are like listening to this conversation about boundaries and seeing like, 
oh, have I been violating people's boundaries? Or, oh, do I need to set some boundaries for myself? Mm -hmm. Is that what's missing? Is that the missing piece? Yes. It is. (laughs) The answer is yes. The answer answer will always be yes. (laughs) It's immediately yes. Always. Collect your 200 and proceed to go. And go. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave some examples of how I navigate boundaries like at work um, and in relationships. Do you all have any other examples you want to tell the people about? I do. Um, I, last year, after 29 years of life, uh, set a healthy boundary with my dad. Yay! And uh, we were, so telling the story, we were on vacation and my mom and I were on the phone and I'm in the car with my dad, my two brothers, uh, and my dad's current wife. And my mom and I are talking and the comments made and it ensues into like this whole just awkward debacle. Mm. And uh, we finally get to a destination and it that awkward moment led my dad and I to have a talk where I basically established that like, hey, I don't appreciate when you say negative things about my mom, even if it's mm. like, it's crazy. And, and I say that in the context of like, I'm 29 years old and there's still the tit for tat between your baby mama and your baby daddy. You know, you both have like gone through your first marriages uh, after your relationship having me and, you know, and so going into my 30th year, my whole thing was like, literally I had to say to both my parents was like, the baby is 30. What are you still fighting about? Literally. And telling my father as a woman that when you say those things about my mom, and it's been years of it, that how do you think that makes me feel? I'm half of her and I'm half of you. Mm. You don't say that about my bonus mom, your son's mother. It's it's just, you know what I mean? And so it, but it's also a different dynamic, you know? Mm. Um, we've all had those crazy relationships in our early twenties and I happen to be a child of a product of that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And it only looks silly that now 30 years, there's still something to be said behind one another. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So breaking it down to him, expressing how it made me feel and setting the boundary of like rule 101, don't talk about my mama. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have a problem Period. that can go for <laughs> someone on the street. And as a woman, it can right. go for my father as well. Right. And setting that boundary with him uh, to this day, he respects it. And it, it has made our relationship easier. It allows me to open up more. It just, it's, it's, I don't have that defense or that guard up because he honored the boundary. Mm-hmm. And also because he honored the boundary it sets a precedent for his current wife that she must also do so. Mm-hmm. And then lets our relationship breathe a little bit more. So 
again, I can say that after years of, you know, we talked about early childhood stuff. And I mean, it was all my life. All my life has been hard. And to get to that point <laughs> and say that it's, it's so much easier and it's better on the other side. Uh, but it takes our parents uh, respecting that we are adults and that it is a privilege to have relationships with us. Um, at this point. So shout out to my dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> and shout out to you. Shout out to you. Yeah. My boundary. I'm proud of you, girl. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I know that mess can be hard, but it's worth it. It is. And my dad's a veteran. He's, he's, he's a tough guy. So to be a military kid, um, those out there listening that get it, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Mine is also a veteran. Oh, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't have a specific story around setting boundaries, but people call me the boundary queen. And I think that's because I really walk this interesting line of I don't want to be nice. My focus is being kind. And my focus is having lasting relationships, meaningful relationships where I'm able to be my true self. And so that is why I set boundaries with people. And sometimes, especially early on, having those conversations was hard because there was some fear of disappointment. There was a little bit of people pleasing, especially when we talk about with my mom. When my dad was, it was easy for me to set boundaries because once they got divorced, to me, that was my boundary. Hell, I had set boundaries when he was still in the house. So when they got divorced, then it was a whole lot easier there. So it was like, I don't have to answer the phone. If I don't want to answer the phone, I don't have to engage with you if I don't want to engage with you. With her, it's been a little different because we have been through the trenches together. So once I grew up, got out the house and it it has been within like the last probably three to four years where like my boundaries have gotten really solid and for that it's been difficult because it's like we've been sharing the same experiences for 30 some years we've been like filling the fields together we do it together she tells people like I'm her best friend she's my best friend and so a lot of that has been like okay in this big grown age though there's some boundaries that I have to set and these are boundaries around my time. These are boundaries around the conversations that we're gonna have, how long I'm gonna engage in these conversations. And if you don't follow through with that, and I'll say like, ma, ma, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you did say, okay, we good. And then ma, cause I believe in giving folks warnings, right? I'm not just gonna hang up. I'm gonna give you a solid two and a half warnings. That last ma, I'm not going to say it twice. I'm going to say it once. Ma. Okay, bet. All right, I got to go. I understand that right now, this is something you want to talk about. I can't do this right now. Right. So I got to go. And at first, y'all, I used to be sick. Yep. I used to be <laughs> sick. Yeah. I would be sick. How dare I get off the phone? You know you're her bestie. Like, you got to let... Nah, sis, I can't. I can't do it. And I, so I can't, so I don't. 
And so it's been hard, at least in that relationship. I don't have no problems with nowhere else. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I want. If you don't do it, you ain't got to worry about it. Keep pushing. Um, but in that one has been the hardest for me to navigate. So a lot of that has been really acknowledging the guilt that comes up. And in the same way I tell my clients, first of all, guilt is probably one of the most useless emotions, but also guilt indicates that you're doing something wrong. So then I have to check in. All right, what am I doing wrong? Nothing. I'm doing something different than what the basis of our relationship had been for those 28, 29 years. So that's why I felt icky. But like, what was my why? My why was so that when we talk, it's fun and it's engaging. And yeah, we can have difficult conversations, but I can't talk about this, this, that, and the third. And so then it makes it easier for us to connect and have these fun, loving, that's my bestie conversations because I'm very clear on what that looks like for us now. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to be in my role. It allows me now to be in my role. I am her adult child slash her bestie, but I am not her adult child who is also her bestie, her second mom, her therapist, her this. Right. No, I am her adult child. Right. Yeah. And that has done wonders. And allow for me to start having my own feelings. Like now I get to feel my own feelings. I'm not responsible for your feelings. I want it to be for so long, but like I'm not. I got to focus on mine and figure out what that looks like for me. So that's been super helpful and hard as hell. Yes. But yeah. I, I did have a story. <laughs> but if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Period. You know. Period. You know what type of time we own. Um, but we got a lot more to say about boundaries. Hold on. We're not going to say it Ain't today. It. We gonna hit y'all. We gonna let y'all marinate on this, and then we gonna bring it back. Correct. Okay. And we want y'all to use the hashtag boundaries. Af. Yes. Boundaries. Af. <laughs> and let us know your story that you have about boundaries and how boundaries has been helpful for you. You know, what what came up for you when you were setting boundaries? You know, just let's get that combo going, okay? And what else did I want to say? Commitment? Did we do commitments last time? It's been a couple of weeks since we've met, so I don't recall. I don't think we did it last time. Hmm. Does anyone have anything that they want to commit to working on this week? (laughs) Okay, I got one. Oh, no. That's telling my business. Okay, hold on. upholding my boundaries in the meantime of a circling back around to this but I'm still hydrating I'm still moisturizing we love it and I feel that girl we love a hydrated moisturized queen we love it we do we do okay I love that I think that I am going to um, continue with the boundaries that I'm setting, like with social media, 
I didn't turn private. You know, I'm not stooping down to the miserable. So just continuing on that, maintaining my boundaries so that social media stays like a, a fun place to be mm. sometimes. Right. Yeah. Because it should be a place for connection, even right. though the Even though I see some messiness going on in my mentions yeah. right now, that's them. She ain't got nothing to do with that. Correct. Hmm. And that's a boundary. Correct. One of my clients told me they was staying in they they was minding their business and that was their boundary. I said, right. I don't know that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I would say my commitment this week is somewhat related to social media and not getting wrapped up in the bullshit not necessarily the discord i don't really care i have a 10 second moment about it i cuss at folks when i read their stuff i keep it pushing but mm-hmm. more of a commitment to myself of not getting so focused on the content creation and so focused on like i gotta keep pushing this out i gotta keep talking my shit i gotta keep this no I, no i don't um and so making or i can but making sure that I have stricter boundaries around it. There's no reason why I wake up at two in the morning and I have an idea for a TikTok and I got to write it down. That's wild as hell. Like, no, no, (laughs) ma'am. We'll worry about it tomorrow. Um, So that's my commitment. Ooh, my commitment for this week. Yes. Come on, content cutie. Um, but yes, we hope that you all got something great out of this conversation. I did America talking about the the wall the walls and the sand lines mm-hmm. of sand. <laughs> Love that. Um, and don't forget to connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Seek Therapy Pod podcast, um, and use the hashtag Boundaries AF because we're gonna pull up on y'all. And just a quick reminder that you can drink the water, the two gallons of water. I don't know how anyone would do that, but if you did, eat the kale, dance to Renaissance 14 times a day like me, um, (laughs) do CrossFit. But if you are, what else they can do? Say it. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, I still haven't listened to Renaissance. Oh, I know. I just wanted to drop a ball real quick. It's time to wrap this up. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Like I said, seek therapy. (laughs) It's great renaissance. Okay. Yeah. But um, if you are not dealing with the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go ahead and seek therapy. We all need it, period. 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 Bye. Bye.